Good morning, everybody. How you all doing? Welcome to Good Vibes, Jason B. Broad Minds More. It's October 23rd. It is 54 degrees. Not too cold out to me, but maybe to some others. Uh, we're getting the day started. Yeah, 8:23. So, uh, different topics of the day: homeless, politics, of course, um, and uh, different different aspects of thinking and using your critical thinking skills. Uh, definitely all uh, good subject matters to talk about today. Um, I heard some really good content uh, last night. Maddie Moe was talking about Halloween and giving a little bit of a history lesson. So if you haven't uh, stopped by or heard uh, Maddie Moe or the Maddie Moe show, definitely drop by a station and listen to that episode. I found it really, really intriguing. Um, who else did I listen to? I listened to Ally Moon with uh, Lyrical Audio act um she's doing her readings she's been doing readings from alice in wonderland and some other books so definitely uh on the rise also uh, i was uh recapping on previous week's uh recordings um we live on a planet with uh, patrick hey definitely uh, someone to uh, check out and uh, who else have i listened to a hey, listen to at uh, you know um and also kevin touch Kevin Touch has uh, been a personality here on Anchor for quite a while, and he's developing more and more every week, every month, every, you know, as long as he can. And I really support this guy and his uh, his uh, endeavors on Anchor and podcasting. You know, he, I, I believe he's going to go somewhere with uh, the audio scene. So definitely we are noticing a shift in media. Um, many people are quitting Facebook and thing seems like Facebook is becoming like MySpace did, you know, a thing in the past because it's unreliable and more people are switching to Instagram and Twitter more often because it's more of a current and visual acts um, without the extra hype and commercials that uh, Facebook has endured. Now, Facebook has claimed or made claims that they are going to be going after um, false political ads and so forth and, and phishing, basically. But I think that's a little bit too late. Facebook has been a major powerhouse. They do own Instagram, and I believe they own Snapchat. I could be wrong, but anyhow. So that's enough for the social media scene. And what are we, what's going on, you know, in your neck of the woods? people. 
So, I mean, obviously it was to cause reaction. Now, somebody, um, I forget his name. He was, I think, uh, not a press secretary, but he was, what's his name, Giancarlo? He was, like, media, uh, in charge of media or something like that for the president. And he only lasted a couple of weeks, and then, you know, he was interviewed, like, on Sunday and asked, hey, what what way would you suggest that the Democrats could could beat Donald Trump? And his suggestion was, the most intelligent thing I've heard yet so far, um, was to not engage Trump on the same same plane. I mean, obviously, the people that are supporting him are not using their critical thinking skills because the latest thing that Donald Trump is reported and saying is that he's going to reduce the middle-class taxes by 10%. Now, uh, currently, Congress and the Senate are not in session. They're on break. So while they're on break until after the election, um, which is in two weeks, two short weeks, um, they will not be convening. So uh, the president was asked, well, are you going to do this on executive order? And he says, no, but you know, we're going to vote for this later. So according to our current political systems and how we handle things, that's not possible. Um, the president's making promises like a dictator or like uh, a supreme ruler, but yet he is held accountable by Congress and the Senate, you know, which are two other branches of the government as well as the judicial branch. So with that being said, you know, it's a lot of hype to keep attention on him. So like Giancarlo was saying, uh, he was basically saying that, you know, the more you try to, you know, fluff him out with the truth, he's going to make fun of you, like, kind of like, I guess you could say kind of like a bully, you know, but most of the time bullies don't make any sense. They don't use their brains very much. They just use their brute muscle. Like Donald Trump, uh, his repertoire, it's neither one. He's got showmanship. His background, you know, his father was a multimillionaire and developer in New York, and also Slumlord, who also committed fraudulent acts by um, moving money into his children's names and, and accounts so that he wouldn't have to pay such high taxes. His mother gave him the background in saying that... Uh, when the intention's on you, keep it on you. And no matter whether it's hate or good, it's all good in the end because people are talking about you. And that's basically how he is getting the things that he's getting done. done. And um, I'm not saying that most of America is stupid, but we're not using our critical thinking skills. Now, getting away from Donald Trump, we really do got to pay attention to the political lingo that people are using to get elected, such as when your ads say studies have shown, you know, um, the, some of the most notorious here in California, Proposition 8, um, which is to basically attack the price-gouging medical industry in regards to dialysis. Um, the reports are that uh, the dialysis clinics run by insurance companies are charging up to $150,000 per patient per year or up to that amount. What Prop 8 would do would be to reduce that and not allow price gouging of a critically ill patient. Now, just understand, 
someone on dialysis, they, most of the time it's kidney dialysis, there are other forms of dialysis. Now, dialysis, this is not like a huge population for one. Number two, um, the, the way, the reason why they drew this proposition was to fight against big pharma and the medical machine. You know, people are basically going broke just to get medicine or medically treated. Three, um, they're using people and saying, well, if they shut down these community clinics, these kidney uh, or these dialysis clinics, it will kill them. Okay, so let's clarify something. There are no such thing as community dialysis clinics. They are company clinics. Um, and their also claim on the commercial is, is that they will have to go to the emergency room and may not get treated. Well, I hate to say it, but most hospitals are run by companies. They're not publicly owned. Let's start Johnny
okay, this is my second try at this. So there's, you know, podcasting. Um, this is kind of like my take on it. I've been at it for 10 months. I average from 8 to 20 listeners uh, per episode, which is pretty good, on various different platforms, whether it be here on Anchor, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Cast. Uh, you know, I, I noticed that the, now that Anchor has changed again, they can see where... Uh, for the most part where your stuff is being listened to and where at but maybe not by whom which is fine by me I did like knowing who was listening to me but at the same time that anonymity uh, gives me like okay I'm not worried about who's going to say what I'm just focused on my content so there's a couple do's and don'ts like I was talking about Um, one of the biggest don'ts on podcasting is don't be eating or drinking while you're podcasting it just it's not it's not cool there's one there's a couple people I had to get rid of because um, I was like I just hear they're smacking in their lips and you can hear the crunch of eating potato chips and that just drives me up the walls and it's like oh fuck you I don't want to listen to you so excuse my language Um, the second one is um, if you're podcasting and you're some people do it from bed and they're just speaking their mind, don't be yawning. You know, you can flag and edit your stuff, so edit out your yawns. There's nothing worse, because if you're yawning, then you're losing my attention. You know, number three, um, try to watch if you're being combative with your listeners. I've noticed some people are very argumentative with their listeners on Anchor, and it's just not cool, so those are some of the don'ts. The couple of the do's, you know, find a quiet place to record. Um, there's a lot of times I record on the road. I'm recording in my car. Um, do invest in a microphone. You know, make your, make a quiet space where you're not going to be interrupted. Definitely, um, those are some do's. So, um, yeah. And listen to other podcasters. Listen to the pros. Listen to the novice. You know, you'd be surprised of how you're you're going to improve by listening to others as well well that's my segment on uh, what i think about podcasting and uh you know let me some feedback what's going on everybody how you all doing it's the end of the day for tuesday and i'm just i'm just getting, you know, just driving on the road, trying to get home like everyone else. But, you know, when I was stopped earlier, I happened to notice some things. And some, some things just kind of pop into your mind, if you know what I'm saying. And I noticed that on Instagram, there are more women trying just to take selfies to be noticed. You know, like, I just see, and the, what was that app called a TikTok? I, I think it's hilarious because they're like, lip syncing to either music or comedy or whatever and a lot of times it's just I I see nothing but women just trying to do the transformation like I look ugly to I look hot you know and I was like man what a sign of, of vanity you know like what what's going on with all this and you know I guess it's just like a sense of um attention you know what I mean like I know some girls they're just straight out beautiful and they 
they don't do any of that. They don't take tons of selfies. They don't ask. You know, at least the ones I know. And I noticed the ones that are, like, taking selfies, it's just like, okay, that's cool. You look good. But then they're the same person that, like, I can't find a good man or a good partner, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm just like, really? Maybe if you're trying to catch a fish, maybe you're using the wrong bait. You know what I mean? Like, maybe you're showing too much. Or maybe you're showing just a little. I don't know. But I'm always with the census that I like a little bit of mystery with my woman. I like a woman who talks. Um, You know, and a woman who has good fashion sense who's just not trying to look like everyone else. And I think all the girlfriends that I pretty much had have had um, have all had that and including my, my current girlfriend you know it's like she's like an alternative thinker and that maybe gets me into trouble but they're also Latinas but it's just like I just notice they go through spurts like you know they're taking selfies put on Instagram or put on Facebook and then the next thing you know they ask you like am I beautiful and I'm always with the thing like say they're beautiful when they're least unexpected don't say they're beautiful when they're asking just so easily because they'll throw it in your face you know or they're seeking approval from other people and it doesn't matter women or men so just something I notice you ever notice that well you know people are just like on when they're on social media it's like all about the show and what they get in return is the responses well just a light idea anyhow okay so here's the episode about the homeless i did say in the beginning i would talk about it but i wanted to wait until i was in a more level state of mind uh, more calm about it. Um, it's a, a near and dear subject matter to my heart. Um, and where I live in Stockton, California, they're all over. It doesn't matter where it's at. It's, they can't be. They set up their tents in neighborhoods, uh, alleys, uh, riverways, uh, under overpasses, bridges, uh, public land spaces, right in the right. In in our parks and it's a growing and growing and growing population um, every time I look at there is a panhandler on every major uh, street corner in Stockton there there's there's always somebody out you know hungry need help you know but it's becoming such an epidemic that where people are just straight out they're becoming numb to it and um you know, this isn't just people, adults. There's, there's homeless with kids, and I've seen it firsthand. And you would think that, you know, how is this be? But the fact remains is that there is not enough space to live. There's not enough industry to employ people. And there are certain things in, in the industry of work that people can't get a job. So my, my first question is, do you think 
that if somebody is homeless, regardless whether they've been a criminal or not, deserves a place to live and work? Simple question. You know, um, a lot of times people or politicians, uh, people around the states have created laws where if you did your time, you're you're really going to pay for time for the rest of your life. If you did a crime, you're going to pay for the rest of your life no matter what, no matter how severe or how little. You know, you lose your right to vote, especially if it's a nonviolent crime. You lose your right to bear arms, you know, which to some point I I think that's okay, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you can't do. You have to list on your application, have you been convicted of a crime? If you don't, that is considered, you know, a misdemeanor, and some in some instances it can be a felony, depending on the job title. Um, you know, I I don't all I think that the way the system is designed in regards to prisons and, and criminals, that there it's designed to get them right back. And the government literally pays and takes taxpayer money to house the largest population behind bars in the world is in the United States. Not China, not Russia, it's the United States. We have more people per capita in prison than anywhere else in the world. Um, I saw that off a website on prisons prison populations and the effects of prisons, um, I'll have to get, I'll have to go to that website so I can exactly quote the exact numbers that they've uh, propounded, but it's scary. We have the largest population of people behind bars than anywhere else in the world, yet we're supposed to be one of the greatest countries in the world. And, you know, when I hear slogans like, let's make America great again, I, it just makes me cringe because it's like, well, if you want to make America great again, why don't you start learning how to work together with everybody and stop with the attitude of making criminals more criminals, an ex-con, a continued criminal, you know. And these criminals, they don't want to do any more time. They end up homeless. I don't know what the numbers are, but um, I've talked to at least 15 different homeless people and about 11 of them had just gotten out of prison. And they're like, fuck, no, I don't want to go back in there. You know, and they live in squalor and they live in filth. Um, I think they just get used to it. it. It's another form of institutionalizing each other. And the dangers of homelessness is that it is a it is a breeding ground for disease and serious illness to the population, believe it or not. You know, these people... Um, have pneumonia, you know, walking pneumonia. They have sexual transmitted diseases. They have um, serious skin disorders. Um, their teeth are falling out. They're they're just dying on the streets, and it's like living from one day to the next. And it just it it befounds me, and and it's just like. There's people who are pretty cruel and will say, well, go get a job at McDonald's. Well, here's a little fun fact about McDonald's. You will see it within the next couple of years. 
McDonald's is reducing the amount of staff members that it actually takes to work in one store. They are going to um, automation. That means you will be ordering through a touch screen. Um, it's, it's fucking scary. And with having to work less people, they'll pay them more, but at the same time, the requirements to get even a basic job at McDonald's will not be so easy. So, um, social services out there, it's, they have limited resources. If you're a single man and you're homeless, I think you only get up to like, and you apply for welfare, uh, you get like, I think it's like $110 to $125 to last you all month. Now, if you really think about it, that is the case of shit. They have no way to store food, nowhere. A lot of times they eat out of the garbage can, they beg for food, um, they beg for money, and they self-medicate. You know, people who say, well, homeless are, uh, are a bunch of drug addicts and all like that. That's not necessarily true. I've met quite a few very intelligent people who've lost their way. And, you know, some people say, well, they can go to churches, they can do this, they have shelters. And I'm like, shelters have rules and they have quotas. That means they're not going they can only take so many people in. So what happens to the rest of the, the population? Um, it had been mentioned to me by hearsay that the people the homeless in the San Francisco Bay Area are being pushed to the Central Valley. They are they're being told that um, you know, they can get social services and more than likely find a place to live because it's cheaper here to live. And they give them a bus ticket out of the area, or they give them a bus ticket to their hometown. Now, I was kind of baffled by that, and I've been hearing that for a couple of years. But as I was talking to a few different homeless people who were actually from San Francisco, they had been arrested a few times, and they said, well, they gave them an option, get the fuck out of the city or go back to prison. So a lot of them took the option. They followed and come to find out there's hardly any place to live, at least in what the state can pay for. So, I mean, and it's not just in my area, it's all over. I was just in L.A. not too long ago. A lot of downtown is conquered by tents, street tents, you know, street cities, I mean, our street tent cities. These people, you know, a lot of them that I saw in downtown L.A., they were, they were African-American, they were white, and they're yes, they're even Mexicans. And you know, it's just like man, all it takes is one serious epidemic, and the whole population can be seriously affected. And I'm seeing pictures and reports from other large cities and middle-sized cities that are having the same problem. Uh, the politicians of today are pointing fingers, but no one is taking accountability. Like, what is the possibility of what we can do? Well, it also relates to industry. Um, if most of the products that we consume, use, or, or buy are from China, Taiwan, Korea, Vietnam, Mexico, you know, and so on, what do we make here? Well, you know, they are trying to relabel the minimum wage to, um, what is it, living wage, as they call it? So that's kind of like a slap in the face, if you ask me. 
because the minimum wage really doesn't cover anything, you know. And it's like some people to survive, they have two and three three jobs. They do not get time off because they're considered low-skilled workers. Well, believe it or not, with all the automation, technology, and AI, what kind of skill do you, can a human being be required of? You know, that's a serious question. What skills deserve to be really paid? There are, there are teachers that are making barely $25 an hour. There are postal people that do not make a whole lot of money. You know, and the list goes on and on and on. So, you know, what can we do about the homeless epidemic, you know, or pandemic, as I should really call it? And I just have a few suggestions. You know, I'm not going to tell you to stop buying goods off Amazon or try to seek America first because you're not going to find a whole lot out there. Um, For those of you who do have money and resources, Start getting in a collective group to start companies to produce textiles, merchant goods, and so forth. Um, you know, real estate is not where all the money's at. Sorry, there's only so many entrepreneurs in real estate, and it really takes careful consideration. So um, there's plenty of room for all of us. Um, the United States is a huge country. Um, there are places where we can live. We just need to be able to have people to be able to sustain themselves without the worry of not being able to eat or sleep. You know, um, the average American worker is just being worked to death, literally. I mean, the population is being worked to death. We're having social issues, um, identity issues, and, you know, the homeless are big signs of that happening. Um, like I said, I've, I've watched street corners starting to get crowded, people competing for panhandlers, competing for corners and spots. Um, robberies are taking more place. People, uh, homeless are going into neighborhoods and stealing shit. They're jumping fences and so on. So it's not just something that we should just ignore and just like, okay, put them in jail. That's not going to solve the problem. But as American people, and through this election, you have not heard hardly any politician to really state out loud, I have a plan for homeless in my area, and I want to apply my plan to help people become better people. Well, thanks for listening to Goodbye to Jason B. and Brad Minds and more. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Anchor, and it's also, you can hear it on Apple uh, Podcasts, iTunes, uh, Google Play. Uh, Spotify, um, Spreaker, and uh, and so on. So you all have a good one, right?